Danny, and tonight we're getting lit for <laughs> Colors of Cannabis. I am really excited. We have our first guest here. Yay! Um, and Thank she's... You. You're welcome. Uh, she's very special to me, actually. Uh, just a quick introduction of myself. Um, I, I've been in the professional cannabis space for a while, and Danny came into one of the companies that I was working for and immediately blew my mind um she was incredibly well educated well spoken eloquent and her work ethic was just beyond what you normally see from a man or a woman really um and I have an a work ethic that is it's really important to me I answer my phone 24 7 I am sending emails at two o'clock in the morning Work is very important. So to know that you have a partner that works at that same level and has that same care for client services that you do, you can't put a value on that. And Danny and I immediately clicked and had a vision of how we wanted to treat our clients, how we wanted to treat our business, and how we wanted to interact with one another. And so when we decided to talk about the topic we were discussing today, she immediately came to mind for me. Yeah. Oh, sorry. She's making me blush over here. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Victoria. You're welcome. So sweet. Uh, the first thing I noticed about Victoria was her nails. That's what I will say. <laughs> she had yes. a set of nails. I think there was like $100 bills in the nails. And I knew, like, <laughs> that sounds okay, right. This yeah. girl's a boss. She's someone I need to get to know. So the feeling was mutual. This like first impression. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. My nails were of such a big thing because I shake so many hands. And um, I, I, I tell this to salespeople all the time, regardless of what you're selling, like you are what you're selling. You're selling your relationship to these people and a, and a persona and an image. And you know what? I'm a little ratchet and I want people to know that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think you're ratchet. I think you're a boss. Oh, come on. A little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> I shop at Fashion Nova. <laughs> oh my gosh, these pants are from Fashion Nova right now. And There's they've got like the that. stretchiness of the ratchetness. But right? I 100% agree. You've got to take someone for their full package. And in sales, it's yeah. the kind of character and that ability yeah. to build relationship yeah. and connect with any sort of person Yeah, that, that kind of gives you that edge, I think, too. Especially if you are a more attractive woman people don't want to take you as seriously right off the bat so if you can connect if you can know kind of a lot about uh, or know a little bit about a lot of things and use that to connect with as many people as yeah. possible yes. maybe they'll kind of look past your nice ass titties <laughs> they'll be able to look nice past ass that, titties you know and, and be able to think okay maybe i could do a business transaction yeah. with this person and actually, that is our topic today, guys. We are going to talk about sexuality in the workplace. And what does that mean? I think it's going to be different to each of us. But uh, sexuality does play a role in the workplace. And um, I think 
I think we see it in different ways with men and women, but we see a lot of the same things no matter what industry oh, you're fuck. in. So <laughs> once we get need- it together. <laughs> Holy shit, smoke <laughs> a I'm done. I'm- we brought back, wow. guys, a fan favorite. Can I? That was not the Moonana Wreck. Oh, never mind. What? What is this? Holy hell. Okay. New favorite. This is Archive from California. I mean... I don't know who tested it, but <laughs> whoever did, I mean, they, it's got to be on. It is 34%. Oh. <laughs> Can it's we show it? super gassy. Super gassy, yeah. Let's get close and show show the beauty. And um, I stopped at Shango Dispensary in Moreno Valley. And I'm actually going to mention their name because they have one of the best selections of flour I've ever seen in a dispensary. Mm. And every time I go, they have amazing recommendations for me. And they originally recommended the Fig Farms to me at $65 an eighth. Like, all right, I'll try it. The Moomana Rec messed us up. I got it again today. And then the same bud tender was there. And he's like, I see you lean towards the top shelf flower. If you like them, try archive and then he told me that they were the seed breeders for brands like alien labs and connected and in my mind being in this industry we know when you're selling to these big brands you're holding on to the better stuff what a good bud tender oh my goodness to know all of that background i have never met a more knowledgeable you better give him a personal review on weed maps oh my god that's that's a huge part of the experience and you, you talk about sexuality and cannabis in the workplace. In the workplace, I think that's like the most obvious place we've seen it is every bud tender is usually a female and attractive. And I mean, we've all held bud tender positions, I'm pretty sure. No. You haven't? I went straight into sales. We started a company. I, I, I did a little Just bit. Lucky, I, guess. I did a little bit in Prop 215 days in some really, really dark, scary shops. Um. <laughs> That's where I was selling. Yeah, that's where you were selling to. Yeah. And meanwhile, I would measure out eights and, and do things. And I was like 20 years old. At oh, that wow. Point. And I was running around in, I'll never forget, really tight yellow shorts and six inch black heels and a black <laughs> tube wow. top selling weed. And oh. I did not realizing at the time that actually I was the product. Oh. I, I was part of the product product presentation (laughs) yeah so I think that was my first experience really with sexuality in the workplace is is I was really put on a pedestal of you have to look a certain way you have to be a certain way in the shop and in cannabis and then I experienced that in other places like selling vacuum cleaners door to door there was a reason why the people who knocked on doors and set the appointments were always female because they the people on the other side of the door trusted me more simply because I'm a female right so sexuality just permeates the whatever you do right and i think in in cannabis i 100 percent agree i started as a bud tender as well and the shop i first worked at happened to be licensed since i think 2007 they were one of the first in la to get the pre-ico yeah right and they actually kind of had a dress code but they still you know, encouraged yeah. the women to look very put together when yeah. we were at work. Um, 
And I unfortunately thought that was the only way into the cannabis industry was bud tending. But not to say that's even unfortunate because you learn so much. But in that, it was kind of weird to to watch like, okay, we're women. We're clearly kind of being sexualized here yeah, at work. Yeah. But I think we started to see a transition for a minute from getting away from like the super, you know, bikini girl smoking a blunt advertisement and it started being super lifestyle. Yeah. But I think there is still definitely a place for the oh, bikini girl yeah. smoking a blunt. I mean, look at even like alcohol ads. It's right. like the Budweiser girls are still a thing. Corona girls. Yeah. Well, not coronavirus, the coronavirus. <laughs> I love that we have to stipulate that now. And I guess, like, honestly, it wouldn't be such a bad thing if on the one hand you didn't put these women up on a pedestal and then on the other hand call them derogatory names for doing that. And that's what it comes down to for me is, like, how do you celebrate that and say this is okay and all of that, but yet mm, I can't take that girl seriously because – Look at what she does. Like, who cares about what she does? She's not doing anything that you're not doing. So where I work now, yeah, um, they that where I currently work is where I met Victoria, yeah. and I was never as overtly sexual when I actually started working at my current yeah. place of work. That's kind of been a more recent thing. Yeah, not to say that anyone has started treating me any differently now, uh, but I. Now, if I was going to be, let's say, if I ever didn't want to work at my current place of work, yeah. which not not happening, I love it there. Uh, but if I ever didn't want to work there, I would be 100% upfront with my Instagram page. Yeah. I have a website, which I have a lot of my professional stuff on, like my professional resume, yep. my graphic design stuff, my, just my more professional oriented things. And I do have a link to my Instagram page. Yeah. Because I don't want to hide what I'm doing from any employer. And yeah. frankly, for cannabis sales, it has done nothing but help yeah. since being more overtly sexual on the Instagram page. I think that's why I thought about you in this. Because when I first met you, you came into the company and we really clicked, right? But I, and I hope it's okay if I say this, but... It did feel like you had a hard time having a good relationship with the other woman. And I look at that now from the outside and I can see very clearly it's because one, you are smart, two, you're beautiful, you're confident in yourself and you do have a sexuality about you, which honestly, I think all women ooze their sexuality in different ways. Um, and that's threatening for for some women. And I'm I'm curious in the past two years, how your journey changed that allowed you to be really more authentic to yourself because that's how I've seen you be. I feel like Danny is embracing Danny and all the aspects of her and that you've really grown on a, like a personal level since I met you. Sure. Oh my gosh. Wow. There's just so many levels to that. There's so many levels to that in the past two years. One of them was meeting more like-minded strong women in the cannabis space starting with victoria starting with you um through meeting more like-minded people that gave me more confidence to yeah. kind of go out and start networking yeah really considering myself a sales professional and truly believing in that 
really helped build the confidence too. Throughout this two years, another big change in my life recently was I I X'd my fiance out. I moved on from him. I said, uh-uh. I didn't even moving on, think moving on. About yeah. That and that was pretty kind of recently. That was in like yeah. September. So it's really has been a serious journey and I don't know maybe that's also led to a little bit more sexual post yeah. on the Instagram maybe a girl a little thirsty no I'm just, no, kidding. No. <laughs> just kidding no what did we it's say okay. it's not thirsty no. or you're celebrating yourself no no, no but there was there a it term is. we used the I other week I'm celebrating right. myself you are as you should there's so much in I think all of our lives for us to be proud of I struggle with with putting up more sexualized posts of myself because I think self-confidence reasons because I'm not the hot 21 year old I used to be I am the I've had two babies 34 year old woman that I am now and it's just different but like I feel myself doing that I actually I mean I take all the pictures I post them from time to time I'm getting into that place where I feel like I can celebrate yourself but I'm realizing it says a lot about you when you can put it out there like that and it's a beautiful kind of self-confidence that I wish more women had I don't know. I'm feeling myself just in the last like probably year feeling more comfortable embracing my sexuality, but not quite getting to the point where I can post pictures or anything because I'm still scared of what ultimately I think people will think of me, but on a really weird physical level, like just weird judgment about my body. So, because there is, there's judge, and we talked about this last mm-hmm. week. There's judgment if you're too skinny. There's judgment if you're too fat. There's just so much judgment, and I, it's that's what I struggle with for myself now versus what the world thinks. Because I'm, I'm, I'm finally feel like I can say, kind of, fuck what you think. I'm okay with me. <laughs> yes. Right. I think we're getting to a point where, in the workplace especially, people yeah. are. I listened to your episode last week. <laughs> And what you were saying about as long as you kind of look your best and feel your best, I feel like people see that and they truly understand that. I heard comments about you in the workplace, Victoria, and even like when you were pregnant and everything, people were like, she looks really good. And she always comes into this place looking really good. So I think it really is kind of an individual mm-hmm. level and I think social media has helped that actually now because we're seeing all different kinds of sizes now and yes I get comments all the time that my ass is too small and I'm like I work out so much for my ass but maybe I'm overtraining it side story we won't get into that right now you look amazing from yeah. my point of view no, amazing yeah. like Thank just you. I see how hard you work out and at the end of the day that's your body type and you're beautiful in your body appreciate that it's very you're inspiring it is and I think dang maybe if I work out I know because <laughs> you're on it and it's all fast and I'm like this took like 30 seconds to watch yeah. but in reality this was like five hours right the sped up yeah I love it the time um but you're right there is this pressure in the workplace yeah. I was the only female at um, the company I was working with. Yeah. And it was me and two male friends um, that initially were running it. And then eventually they hired more of their male friends. And I'm out there, you know, mm. I was our one of our top salespeople. The last couple of years, I was our top salesperson. Yeah. I was a third responsible for sales. 
and yet still watched my male counterparts get promotions and get invited to after hour events that I was definitely not invited to. And these were guys I'd known almost 15 years. I went to college with them, we played poker. And so I thought like, I'm the cool chick. Like we, we play poker yeah. and we, you know, we go to the bars and we smoke. I'm the smoking girl. Like I thought, Yeah. but when it came to the workplace, and actually I didn't think of the story, but I will tell one quick story. I was at a really beautiful event. I was wearing a beautiful, it was, it was a black and white event. Men were in tuxes and suits. I had yeah. a nice dress. And in a just a moment, as I'm walking up to meet some investors, one of my partners slapped Ooh. my ass. Eek. Again, I, we've been friends over 10 years. Maybe goofing around at home, but you better believe I immediately pulled him aside very aggressively and said, you do not ever like put your hands on me like you have no right we are in front of people you humiliated me you took every achievement that I've earned the hard way and made it look in that one moment like that was what I was selling and I, I think every one of us will have multiple of these stories that wasn't even the one I was going to go with today I was going to say a My simple heart one. is like on fire because yeah. let me tell you, I would have thrown an elbow back and I grabbed. I actually his, did his grab tooth. him and pulled him aside, and I was shaking. And I didn't even. It took so much to go back over to that group to have to hold my head high and pretend I hadn't literally been, I mean, sexually assaulted in front of, yeah. assault isn't the right word, but what's the word? No, no, that's, it, it, that it is. It technically is. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's really crazy, too, how it harassed, makes the... Sexually harassed. Yeah. Sexually harassed, but since there was a physical touch, slap yeah, in there, I think it could be considered assault. And the bad thing is, why does it have to look bad on you? It should yeah. be looking bad on him, like... That is such unprofessional behavior, whether it's a party after hours, well, whether it's not. And it, it, it does make it, it's like, oh, okay, now this woman, let's just all smack her ass for the rest of the night. I don't know. I told but him it's, he opened the door. He exactly. opened an invitation and let other people know this is okay. This is how we do it. Yes. And yes. that's what you don't realize. Us goofing around, again, because we've been friends since yeah. we were young, is so different. But when you are in a workplace, which is today's whole thing, you, you can't. And, oh, and now, actually, you said something, Danny, that I'm going to admit hit a funny nerve with me. And it was you said um, in the beginning, you, your Instagram page was not really sexualized. And then you said, unfortunately, and then you said, actually, fortunately, now, because it is a little more overtly sexual, it's actually helped with business. Maybe inadvertently, maybe not. Who knows? But it, but it helps. It helps with the intro. It helps with the intro. No, no, totally. It's hard because when I got into it, it was 2012. There weren't a lot of women. And I know there still really aren't. It's still very unequal. But there were very less. And for me to be a saleswoman in the black market, out on the streets, risking my life for real... It was unheard of and people, it was just different at that time. And so for me, I worked so hard to almost 
under sexualize myself and I knew I almost had a disadvantage and the guys would say to me you get in through the door because you're a girl because you're attractive thank you but it's like wow I say to them you know what maybe I get into that back room because they just watch 20 guys walk in and they're like oh different okay yeah Mm -hmm. but once I get back there I felt like I had to work twice as hard I had to be more knowledgeable than my male counterparts. I had to know things they would never ask a male because the assumption was, oh, they sent a pretty face to sell me something. And I had a man say that to my face. And it's, I didn't earn a six-figure income because of this face. No offense, it's not that great. So to any man that ever assumed that or thought that, like, yeah it's hard work she has her middle fingers up my, oh she yeah for anyone yeah. watching or listening to the podcast that was two middle fingers yeah. i love that i'm gonna be really real like until my first professional job in the cannabis industry i hadn't ever been in a, a professional setting where i felt safe enough to to embrace my sexuality and big shout out to the people who Danny works with like they're amazing men and women and they just really look at performance and that's it that's it that's all that matters at the end of the day you can be who you are it was a safe place to to learn and grow and and do what you wanted to in your life and in your space so long as you were on the same page as the rest of the team and the vision and your results spoke for themselves. And uh, that's probably a big part of why now I can walk into meetings with a lower cut blouse and like not care. Like, oh, you're going to look at my tits. So what? I'm still going to sell you this testing. <laughs> right. And I'm going to make make it make sense to you because you're going to tell me all the reasons why you don't want to switch labs. And they're all the same reasons I've heard before. And I'm going to tell you all the reasons why you should trust me and it's not going to have anything to do with how big my tits look. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's where, again, Victoria and I met is from the testing space. Mm-hmm. And I 100% agree with you. When you go in for sales, especially in that, when I'm not coming from a scientific background per se yeah. either, that it does kind of seem like, why are you sending this pretty girl and actually, a funny story, um, and this was one of the first kind of work trips I ever went on with Victoria. Internally, people were kind of questioning why I was hired and given the role I was and why I was being treated the way I was. And a colleague of mine, we were at a, a party um, in Vegas for the company. It was a company-sponsored event. And he said to me, it's your third week on the job. Why are you here? Are you screwing the CEO and the president of the company? No. Yeah, he outright like asked me that. And it was like a younger guy. He actually didn't work for the company. He was like a sales <coughs> rep for another company that we worked closely with. Uh, oh, but it was the audacity. quite jarring. The shock right now that I felt it in was realizing that. It was pretty crazy experience. But I'm like, oh my gosh, if this guy is saying it like... He had the cojones to actually like say it to my face, but I'm sure there's other people who have thought that exact same thing. Yeah. As to why I'm here. But hey, like you said, performance yeah. is kind of what really mattered. Yeah. Or what matters there. I I worked with some of the biggest clients and and Danny and I 
manage them tandemly and the performance level that she brought to the table for so many different things was just mind-blowing and you would be an absolute idiot to think it had to do with her looks like that was all your brains never saw a lot of these clients though that's the funny part yeah that's the funny part so when i see them at events it was like oh my god you're danny yeah and i get you dinner i'm like right right yeah don't kill it don't kill it yeah in regards to that guy it sounds like he was extremely threatened and insecure because if he then loses or if then you are actually doing better than him then he has to believe that you were able to do that without those perks and i think it's just hard wow i i don't want to put this out there because i can't speak for men but i don't want a woman's plane yeah but i feel like just traditionally it is a little harder for guys to lose to women because I know I never checked any of my male counterparts sales ever I never looked at their sales we had a board very competitive um there was no competition but they would come to me and they would crack jokes that they didn't crack with the other guys they'd say like I take a phone call and they go oh she makes money moves Hmm. and I'd be like Hmm. yeah do I sing when you get a call from your client do I and they'd let me know like oh you closed a big one and it's like guys because worry about your sales maybe then they'll catch up to mine because they want to trivialize your wins and and that's not okay and I'm kind of curious just I I don't know if you remember there was two gentlemen we hired and one quit almost immediately and the other got let go a few months after but I always think about them because they struggled with losing to me (laughs) consistently they're supposed to be these top salesmen that came with all of this this these relationships that I did not have and they lost to me because I worked harder and I always always remember them and that's always been such a learning lesson to me like in this space especially like they want to trivialize what I'm winning and what I'm doing and I have to speak up for myself and I have to be really strong in what I'm doing and actually I got told today that me being as demanding and as outspoken as I am is a toxic trait by a man whoa on clubhouse yes but at the end of the day, I told him, I was like, no, nah, this is my strength. You don't know what you're talking about. It is. You have to be uh, assert, not necessarily assertive. What's, oh my gosh, what is the word? Oh, I can't think of it right now. Advocate for yourself. You, you do. have to advocate for yourself. Yes. Yeah. If, whether you're a man or a woman in the workplace, you definitely have to be advocating for yourself. You Especially do. though, I feel like, yeah, if, if you're an attractive person in the workplace, sometimes you do get put in a box. Yeah. Sometimes it helps, but honestly, at least in this kind of scientific <laughs> realm, I don't know if it really helps or not. I in don't think sales, it does. In sales, I think it definitely helps. And thank goodness, yeah, I work at a place where they really don't mind if um, what I post online. It's not like, though, I, I keep it separate. Yeah. It's not like I've utilized, let's say, any stickers from the company I work with as pasties, for example, right. and took photos like that. That might be an issue or like just the socks or something. I, and the I want to see that. That might be kind of hot, though. Who knows? I might think it's approval. Like every uh, listener here was like, So many oh. comments that I want to make that I cannot make, but... 
you should I think definitely Victoria do that should. privately. <laughs> so I was definitely really um, apprehensive about posting anything, any links to my OnlyFans on yeah. the Instagram page because my bosses and managers yeah. do follow me on yeah. Instagram as well as some of my clients, yeah. some high level people on there who are my clients. Uh, so I, I just went ahead and started doing it cause I really don't see the judgment right now there cause so many people have the OnlyFans at this point. So many cannabis people do. Mm-hmm. I just really don't think it's as huge of a deal, especially depending on what you post. It's your own Agreed. content. You don't have to be posting full nude photos. I don't post full nude photos i post primarily ass pics people i get it you want to see this flat ass can i tell you (laughs) scrab 25 i just made a connection though (laughs) earlier you said that you were self-conscious a little bit about your ass or you've had comments yeah i've had some comments i'm not self-conscious about it but i've had comments and the fact that you show it off like you have a great ass i get it like that's exactly what you should be celebrating and um how so i did notice you put up an OnlyFans link i put on the link so i would i used to hide my stories that said that from my managers and bosses if they're listening to this sorry guys uh but since then i've just completely embraced it none of them have called me out or said anything about it and i believe there is something yeah i believe like i think it's in california laws i don't know necessarily if there's certain things you can be judged or fired on that you're doing outside of work anyway if you want to get like technical about it i there i don't know (laughs) but those are usually like sponsorships (laughs) and branding lifestyles on a at will employment basis you typically don't see morality clauses like that and i looked this up actually oh in preparation I i love that of our our talk today um because there's just so much that employees don't know that employers can't retaliate against them for you are allowed to make a living doing what you want to do for your side hustle and there's recently been stories of ambulance drivers who have only fans mm-hmm. and have gotten fired and they're involved in lawsuits now and they'll probably win millions of dollars and good for them do what you gotta do to make yourself feel good to earn money because I I'm very supportive of sex workers because outside of the pages where that are a little bit more I'm gonna say family friendly even though they're not but a little mm-hmm. bit more you know low-key on on what they're showing and not hardcore sex scenes regardless like if that's what you're doing get your money get your money I, I'm really supportive of however women can take control of their financial freedom in this life. Because if you don't have money, you don't have power and you don't have a place to stand and you're always depending on someone or something. And I'm very thankful that I had a dad who who instilled in me to make my own money at an early age. So I never had to depend on a man because he never wanted to see me in that position. Um, and if that's your road to financial freedom, so be it. And I'm, I don't think that's your road because we work together. I know how you make your money. I think this is more of a confidence thing. Exactly. I'm not trying to like have that pay my bills, but I I love what you said about your dad not wanting you to have to depend on a guy because mine's completely different where my mom was always like, oh, you're going to marry a rich guy. Even now she's like, have you looked? She says the craziest things. I'm like, 
cringing to say this right now, but my mom will literally say, have you looked at the NBA roster lately? <laughs> you need to get front row to like you need to invest in front row seats to these games I mean, and try to get you a basketball player. She literally says this kind of thing to me. I'm like, wow. I'm a person who's just like a random girl from L.A. Who's oh. like, what? Oh my god! So I don't know if I explain. Yeah, I'm my like super cringy right now to even say that. Can That's I, the kind of shit my mom says to me. Sorry, I don't know if cussing's allowed. No, it's a hundred percent allowed. But I'm. I feel like I, I'm going to show how ratchet I am because your mom is a woman after my own heart. Because in my head, I'm like, <laughs> well, then, yeah, you take that money that you have access to and you start your own businesses and and you propel that to success. And you know what? Just because you marry rich, it, it doesn't mean it's not for love. I, I'm trying really hard in my li- life not to judge women's decisions because I, ooh, I'm going to be cringy about my mom, who I love to <laughs> death. She's so judgmental of women, so judgmental of them in a toxic way. Like, talk shit about how women look and how they dress. And everything about women just talks crap and holds women to this certain standard that's so far from who I am. Like this, crazy to her. When I was 18 years old, um, my mom and dad took me to Hawaii. And Tell I just them have to share what this. this is. Yes, she oh, was showing her tattoo. Matriarch. And that's Sorry. the female leader of the tribe. And um, that's what I am. But when I was 18, I went to Hawaii and I had literally just turned 18. I had $500 and I went into a piercing shop. My sister wanted to get her septum pierced. Piercer was super, super hot. And I was like, how do I get him to pay attention to me? I'm going to show him my titties. Oh. And um, how do I show him my titties? I'm going to have him pierce them. Oh, well. And so I got, got them pierced. It was the most painful experience of my life. What? I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, then of everything that I've done. Then he was a great piercer because I had, I've it was had horrible. it done three times. One ripped out. Mm. Oh, my God. Um, and she called me an animal for doing that, though. And it was one of the, She was like, you're so... Like, I can't believe you did that. That's hideous. It's unattractive. <laughs> my mom thought I was insane. Yeah. She said, what is this... Like the water jugs, like the jugs of the water. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And she said, um, come, let me pierce for you. Yeah. I was like, whoa, let's, uh, let's take a step back. And then she said, take them out. It's like, yeah. how is she going to know? So <laughs> I said, okay. I yeah. eventually took mine out for the wrong <laughs> reasons, but I realized just, just through even that story, like my mom ingrained a lot of toxic thoughts in me about women. And so... I've had to learn how to be really positive about women. And um, I think I'm really, I've been successful about that over the last like few years of my life and been supportive of women. Let them know like I'm not someone who's going to judge them for their actions or their choices. And I'm a a safe person to open up to. That's important to me. We're hard on each other for some reason. And I feel like I actually never really fully answered your question about kind of how at my place work right now, how that dynamic with other women there has changed or progressed, digressed. I think it's progressed in a positive way. There were some kind of, I don't know, weird dynamics. I think there's always like a weird sense of 
everyone wants to say jealousy is a thing between women. It is, it though. Is. It really is. We're competitive. I yeah. don't know if that was really it. I don't. I honestly don't know if it was anti-blackness for some of these women as well. To be a hundred percent honest with you. Yeah. Um, it's but hard I think because I know we're so on the other end of that. So when we hear that, we both did the same sigh. Yeah. Because we're like, whoa. Like, no, I, I'm just no, going to say I, it. I'm just going to say no, it. No, for me, it's, I, I, I get that actually because you can't be angry. You're not allowed to be, Danny's not allowed to be upset in the workplace about anything because she becomes the angry black woman. DMV lady. Don't yeah. be emotional. Sudden. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, a look you don't want to have and something you don't want to be known for and God, that is you know pressure. when you feel mm-hmm. you know when you feel that and I trust your gut about that like nobody can explain what that feeling is until you've experienced it I do think it was partially that but things have gotten a lot better not necessarily with women at that place yeah. of work but I since meeting just more like-minded women in the cannabis space I like 2020 not the best year but i made so many great girlfriends that year solid women in the cannabis space and we weeded out i think 2020 i mean i guess i'm speaking for me but i feel like it was a time where if you weren't reflecting if you weren't really i mean we all had extra time And, well, unless you're a parent and your kids stayed at home, poor Victoria. No, actually, there there came a point in March, March 13th, when everything went on um, hiatus, that I did have more time to reflect. And I made some big changes in my life. Like, not even two months later, I made a huge change in career. Um, that was devastating to me the weekend I made it. Um that was devastating to me, too. I appreciate that. <laughs> it really was. Couldn't believe it. <sighs> Still a shocker. Weirdly, to me, day. too, in very different ways. Yeah. And um, it's like a bomb fell. Yes. It's just I made it changes. And regardless of where I'm at now, I still think it was the right decision at the time because like I'm learning so much. I'm starting my business with you. I'm doing this podcast, which I never thought I, I would do. I hate taking pictures and being in front of the camera. But we get to be our most raw, real, authentic selves when we yeah. do this, guys. Like, this isn't scripted. We go over, you know, topics. But we, this is like as real as it gets. Last week, yeah. we got a little yeah. physical. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which you can't see if you're just listening as I just gestured uh, <laughs> groping my boobs. That's all. But um, I feel- on that note, can I ask Danny a question? Yeah. I've been dying to put you in the hot seat. We turned it up red. For those of you listening, there's a red glow. glow excuse me. Um, I, I'm dying to ask because, and I'm going to start just to be fair by saying that, oh, and this is hard because, again, I worry all the time about like we don't have that many viewers but i worry about being canceled i worried about just in my professional life you know the things we say sure but i guess i want to just let you know my perspective is is different than victoria's it is evolving i i'll say it i i really struggled i don't even fully understand why but i really struggled when suddenly it felt like 
a lot of my friends who I still view as incredible, amazing, strong, beautiful women. Um, I don't see any different, which is how it became cognitive dissonance, where I admittedly couldn't understand my own feelings. Yeah. I have friends who, I have a friend who is in porn. Um, and for some reason, in my mind, I, how, how big of me, I'd made this decision for the world. I had decided that, well, that's okay. Because to me, for some reason, I thought like, well, she's a professional. Like she loves what she does. She's a professional at what she does. She's one of the top leading right. women. And then OnlyFans came out and it opened a door for the everyday woman um, literally any woman yeah. or man, actually, um, or anyone Celebrity. that identifies as anything you want mm -hmm. to come out and have a space where they could express themselves privately and then monetize on it. Mm -hmm. Please, guys, please let me finish this before anyone judges me. I struggled with viewing that as prostitution. And before everyone jumps on me, I know you've heard me say bits and pieces. And to anyone who's just starting to listen, I came from a super conservative family. And I don't want to call it brainwashing, but I had a lot of religious brainwashing. We're calling it that. I had a lot of, a lot of toxic, yeah. you know. Sexuality. Sexuality traits passed down. I was taught fear. I was taught you did not have sex till you were married or you're a whore. That's what I was taught, guys. I, I didn't mean to be taught that. It's just what happened. So imagine as a child, I'm gender fluid. I love everybody. And I didn't even understand that and couldn't begin to express it. And on other episodes, yeah. people have heard me talk about that. I'm going to take it a step further mm -hmm. because I'm literally shaking. Because before I go saying this opinion and everyone hate me, try to understand it because I barely understand it. I realized in us bringing up this topic and knowing you were coming, my immediate reaction was to want to judge you. And I almost want to say I'm sorry. Like, I don't mean to. I'm just trying to be honest. I did. Not in the ways you'd even think. I didn't think less of you. I didn't lose respect. I didn't know you. I knew that you were coming recommended by Victoria, who I have such high on another level, like respect and admiration that I knew this is someone I want to meet. Sorry, it's so hard to say when you're sitting here. But before I put you on the hot seat, I'll take it. Um, so I had to ask myself, why am I doing that? I don't even know what my judgment is. I just knew there was something. I knew I felt something when I learned that not only were you the successful, intelligent, amazing woman, but you also had an OnlyFans. Why mm. did that create a feeling in me? It shouldn't, right? Right. Because then when you, when I think about it, I also believe that any human, any person should have the right to do whatever the fuck they want with their body, their mind, yep. their, I don't think anyone should dictate what plants, what fucking, anything that is from this earth, how does anyone have the right to dictate it? So why did I feel that way? You're programmed to feel that yeah. way. I think it's a natural, because I yeah. felt like that too, to be honest with you, i Oh, felt like yeah. that too. <laughs> that helps to hear that. But then like, I started I meeting breathe. people who had these kind of things going on and who had, you know, OnlyFans pages who had followings and stuff. And they're some of I'm the still... nicest, sweetest people that you yeah. could interact with and meet. And you're like, oh, no wonder people are 
kind of following them and yeah. stuff. So and I'm I, a hypocrite, by the way. I have friends who do it where I didn't get that feeling. Hmm. That was the hardest part. Why do I get to judge you that I've never met? Before I ever saw your picture, by the way, I didn't know what race or whatever. I just knew you had an OnlyFans and you were a professional. Mm-hmm. And I started wondering, and now here's my question finally, sorry. Um, I wondered, how do you feel about the possibility that you're, say if you have a partner, that his or her friends, I don't know, I don't want to assume, uh, that his or her, her friends get to see you and I'm not sure what capacity they get to because yeah. I haven't subscribed mm-hmm. yet. I haven't just, mm-hmm. I just haven't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make that judgment She doesn't call. even have an OnlyFans. I don't. That's my point. I don't know. But meanwhile, <laughs> I'm a subscriber. <laughs> but um, how do you, or do you, have you dealt with, you know, either that end or now on the work end, since that's with topic, um, have you thought about that? How have you dealt with uh, the men within your sphere of influence? So these are these are amazing questions. Um, to be a hundred percent honest with you, of one of the reasons I made an OnlyFans, and this is going to sound kind of immature and stupid, but being single and dating in LA, why would I want to send you photos? Like, why would yeah. I want to just send some random guy some photos of me? Guys ask for that kind of stuff all the time. All the time. Yeah. One way, you know, pay $25.99 and you'll see <laughs> yeah. my photos of me. And I still follow a rule of what would I be, you know, not necessarily ashamed, but what would I be uncomfortable with people seeing? And if yeah. there is anything that I feel crosses the line, I would not post that. And this is why I kind of like the idea of OnlyFans over doing some sort of maybe professional pornography because you're not in charge of your own content at that point. It can be redistributed and distributed in so many different ways and across so many different channels and you're getting paid for that like once. But someone can screenshot and I just I apologize I just want to almost be the devil's advocate and ask the questions that maybe some of our viewers are thinking um, or listeners. How do you deal with but I think, again, because you're more in charge of your own content, maybe you're not doing as intense stuff that you're feeling as pressured to do with, like, a crew and a set and people there. Like, maybe you are being a little more tame than you might be having those different kinds of outside pressures. At least for me, like, yeah, I'm always going to stay kind of true to who I am, which is a sexual being, but yeah. I do I know what I'm comfortable with, and I like the idea of being able to be in charge of that 100%. I mean, there's like OnlyFans manager kind of people, and there's still, there's all different kinds of people you can work with who are going to let you be in charge of what you're posting, who can let you kind of lead and direct your own content shoots and whatever. Or, you know, there's people who might try to pressure you to to do something you don't want to do. Now, one thing I haven't really... (laughs) cross the bridge with yet is people in the workplace let's say subscribing to my only fans but there's a diff I, I kind of have dealt with that in a sense because there's this like tabloid kind of website in the cannabis space that slanders people and there's some slanderous stuff about my current yeah. workplace on there and there are um, specific personal comments directed at me already that go into 
my Instagram pictures even being too risque, and they're really not even that intense. No. So at this in point, the it's posts? like in yeah. the posts. Oh, so, it's dirty. Yeah. It's dirty what they've done to the company, what they've done to specific people, what they've done to the CEO. <clears throat> I know we can't say their name, but if I had to make a list of all the places, I'd paint it black. And I, I've seen... <laughs> to the five people that got that. <laughs> I've, uh, if, and I'm just going to say it. I've seen anti-Semitic, Trump-supporting rhetoric in stories and comments all over that. Right. I'm more shocked, weirdly, that, that these tabloids... <sighs> I, I'm actually really shocked to know that they would take that into account. And I guess that is, that's a, that's a huge thing I never even thought of. So my kind of thought process behind that was like, not like, oh, if they're already doing it, might as well go full. That wasn't my thought process. But people are going to hate yeah. no matter what you yeah. do. You could yeah. post a picture yep. in a bikini. You could post a picture with, with yep. just the bikini bottoms holding your boobs. And it's really like, no matter what, people are going to hate. Like you were saying earlier, yep. you could be too skinny, too fat. You could be too prude. You could be too sexual. Yep. Just you, You're not going to please everyone. And I'm so over-pleasing anybody but myself at this point yep that i could care less who who judges me and since i've let go of that too it's yeah it's all about confidence like it's really all about a confidence thing for me and since i've become more confident like i don't want to judge people as much because i'm just like so focused on my own bag i'm focused on that bag no i'm just kidding but i'm focused on my my spiritual bag oh my god you said that so beautifully though (laughs) like getting that and growing that you know like the guy (sighs) who felt the need to shame you yeah it's exactly the same thing but the opposite because he wasn't at his best place because clearly he was at his lowest and a couple episodes ago we talked about victoria and i one day I made a comment to her and I had to question why I was doing that and had to come to her two weeks later and be like, hey, girl, I was at my lowest point and I was judging me. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry that I projected that onto you. Oh, my gosh. I've been How much time doing do some reading. Left? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Um, I feel like, man, do you have any questions you'd want to ask? Because I know you have a very different perspective. Um Maybe um, a more fun question. <laughs> you know, that was deep. It was. Sorry. I, I, didn't, it was. I just, those are the questions that honestly, when I thought about this topic, I felt like if I'm going to put myself out there, that I want to ask those questions. And I, I want to say that, like, I want you to know I genuinely have not ever once thought of you less than or anything. It just made me question what's going on here because I'm big enough to admit that that it it wasn't about you please know like I I told her I started I go oh my god she's so cute I you're very attractive I started following you like I watch all your stories and I don't watch everybody's stories but there's no way around it you have an amazing um you're for those of you that are just listening 
I'm going to put it out there. She's in the top 10%. I mean, she's just, she's exceptionally beautiful. And And then add intelligence. She's charismatic. Yeah. Oh, you guys. So it's going to be like, woof. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you guys. Appreciate that. But uh, I want you to know, please, as someone who really struggled to understand because it's so outside the sphere of influence that I've had, um, it's been a pleasure to kind of just to watch and I don't subscribe, but just to watch your workouts. And I mean, your body is a work of art. I've always felt that way about the human body. And I think that's why for anyone out there, guys, I urge you, if you do have those feelings, if you have those thoughts, hey, you're entitled to them. Just ask yourself why. Yeah. It took me weeks to dig and dig and try to understand why, hmm, I wonder if the fact that I didn't learn what sex was till I was 14 had something to play in that. Yeah. Hmm, I wonder if the fact that my mom shamed, you know, every sexual experience that I had and I felt I need to lie about that part of me, you know, or being married to someone who made me feel that masturbation was a bad thing and that I should be ashamed of it. So imagine that I see this beautiful, intelligent, charismatic woman and she says she has an OnlyFans. I had to try to understand what was happening. Why do I even feel the need to want to judge you when everything in me, because I'm an empath, is feeling your energy through a screen and and not wanting to? Yeah. No, it's a good reality to face because, you know, I'm sure if going into jobs and stuff, this is the reality and I can only... Imagine what if, you know, the dynamic comes into play where there's other women who are interviewing me and stuff like I'm sure this is going to pose its own set of challenges, but kind of like we're all saying, thank God it wasn't me a month ago. I hope that I would have given you the same respect I feel I would give you today, but I don't know. And I don't I I'm grateful that I've gotten over that I'm grateful that I've worked past my own inner demons so that I don't put that judgment on another woman Mm -hmm. confidence vulnerability exactly respect for yourself and what you're comfortable with owning it exactly Um, this has been a great talk I really appreciate you coming today thank you guys for having me I really really appreciate you guys inviting me always it's i hope you'll come back in the future because i'm like i you're gonna be on such a journey and i feel like we are too <laughs> yes so we'll see i'm already thinking of other things like i'm like oh i should have asked right well oh. um thank Ooh. you guys it's time and oh, if what? you guys have any questions oh yeah that you want to ask danny Ooh. you can follow her on her instagram it's at the bottom of the screen Danny West Coast, or you could subscribe to my OnlyFans, Danny West Coast Trees. You know what, guys? Support. Yeah. Support each other. Help each other out. Support local and small businesses. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. I like that. I will go subscribe now. (laughs) All right. Good night.